0: Okay, and uh, we try to keep it simple with just a few uh, a few books in some of the different uh, areas, and then we'll be getting. Let's see. Two further handouts now. Let's see, so I think you should have a total of several handouts that were given out today. One has the ladder of inference on one side and a reading list on the other. And there's also a one-page handout that has a sort of a summary of the guidance on working with difficult emotions thoughts and body states uh, I think uh, Tim you put that out that was out on a chair outside so um, we may need we may need to bring that back in and then there are two handouts being given now one has uh, one has two sheets uh, or two sides. One is on feelings, one's on needs. And then a further handout giving uh, some scenarios. Okay? So. Okay, great. Great, so. Okay, so you don't need to look at these now. We're gonna keep on going. Um, one of them will be the uh, handout on feelings and needs. I'll refer to uh, in the next segment, and then we'll uh, a large part of the next segment will be working with the uh, what's called the conflict resolution exercise, where we'll do work with two scenarios and do some role plays. Okay. Thanks for your patience with all the paper. Thanks to the trees that offered themselves, so to speak. Okay, ready for the next ready to go? Yeah, you can just leave those those here. Okay, great. Great, so take a look at the, uh, the sheet that has conflict resolution exercise at the top. And what we'll do in this segment is to refine somewhat the both and model, add a few pieces and then practice. Okay, so mostly we'll be doing practice with these two scenarios that are given in the exercise. And I'll, I have uh, other sheets with more information uh, because one of the interesting things about conflicts is that we don't have all the information. Right, and so we'll, we'll see that in these, in these examples. In fact, I have sheets here which I'm gonna give out. And in each of the uh, each of the exercises, we're going to have uh, one person play. They're gonna be two people. One person plays one role. In the first exercise, it's Jan and Harry. And then it's uh, Jean and Hardy. I don't know how they came up with the names, but. Uh, and, and then we're also, I'm also for the exercise going to invite uh, one person to be an independent observer, okay? And so um, the additional aspects of framework that we'll bring in uh, comes from one of the somewhat standard models related to conflict work, which distinguishes between a few categories. And here, we're gonna distinguish between the issue, the positions, and the needs. Okay. going to distinguish between those three aspects and that's very important because in a lot of conflicts they get confused right they get confused with each other so we can have a presenting issue which of course could be uh, something like where do we go out to eat or how do we have dinner right uh, in the example we looked at earlier uh, what do we do with this land to think of the Peru-Ecuador? The issue is, you know, the presenting issue is actually who gets the land, right? And so, uh, sometimes the issue itself is framed in a certain way which seems to, uh, sometimes could be caught in the dualistic framework. So sometimes, really crucial point, sometimes the issue gets framed and we might look at it And if we have the both-and eyes, we might want to actually, in our own mind, frame it differently, right? But to keep it simple, usually there's a presenting issue. Okay, so in this case, uh, situation number one, it's framed as a cherry tree located near the back fence of Jan's backyard has large branches that hang over into the fence onto a neighbor's Harry's property, so the, we might say the issue is uh, uh, what do we do with it? Yeah. and then uh, uh, Jan, uh, Jan, this is a, this is uh, located in Jan's backyard, and then the second category is the position. And remember, we're talking about issues, positions, and needs. And the crucial aspect in working with conflict is to get into the area of underlying, I would say, legitimate needs. And I'll talk about what needs are in a moment. And sometimes we get really caught in the positions and don't even see the underlying needs. Right? You know, like uh, a position could be, uh, this is our property. No, this is our property. Or no, this is our land. Or this is our land. And so forth. So, uh, so for now, we're analytically distinguishing the issue from the position. And in this case, we have uh, uh, Jan's position, I'm going to cut down my tree. The branches go over into Harry's property. Harry's position, if you cut down that tree, I'll sue you. Right? So they have a kind of, uh, they have a kind of uh, dualistically structured conflict, right? Uh, it seems they seemed opposite. Doesn't seem like they can at all go together, right? And so here uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to actually do the scenario. I'm going to give sheet that gives that gives information bit, uh, that jam- that can guide Jan in the role play. That can guide Harry in the role play, and then we're going to have a third person. We're going to have groups of three. The third person is going to look at it almost like with the eyes of a mediator. Okay, and so issues and positions pretty clear, right? Pretty, you know, pretty easy. Please. I just was going to say this seems. Yeah. So there could be yeah, uh, and in in a lot of conflicts there could appear to be an asymmetry, right? right? Uh, and for right now, we do, let's not pay attention so much to it, but let's see if it becomes a factor as we work with the conflict, okay? Let's see if that becomes a factor. And as we know more about it, uh, we'll, we'll see. And the interesting thing is when we're going to have each of the uh, role plays is going to have three roles, one person, the other person, and then the mediator. And each of the people are going to have some inside information, but the mediator won't know it until the dialogue occurs. Okay? So, that's some aspects of real life. Okay? Now, the third aspect is that of needs. And, here, let me see where my sheet was with needs. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. So, we'll use this, uh, some of you have it in a Double sided handout, some of you in a uh, two sheet handout. Uh, this comes from the discipline of nonviolent communication. And we use this a lot in our speech retreats. And we'll go into the first side on feelings in the afternoon when we work with empathy. For now, it's helpful to bring in uh, the notion of need. And, um, you know, a lot of this is a little bit tricky and slippery but I'm gonna be using it to keep things simple. I'm gonna be using this particular understanding of needs which comes from nonviolent communication in which there's a very strong distinction between need and strategy, which is really crucial for our purposes. A distinction between need and strategy. Needs are understood as universally valid. Some something's not a need unless it's universally valid. And again, this could be contested. We can. I think this is not fully sophisticated from a cross-cultural point of view. But that's. I, I want to have that as a, you know, a, a, something to uh, what remember for future work. But not something so much to focus on here. So here, uh, a legitimate need would be something for autonomy and freedom. That'd be one, or. The last section is on physical well-being. This is where, you know, health, uh, having the need for nutrition, uh, for nutriment, for rest, for safety, and so forth. These are taken to be legitimate human needs that all humans need. And, you know, there's also listed a need for honesty. Uh, Again, different flavors of that, authenticity and so forth, meaning to be alive, to uh, appreciate life, and so forth. And again, we could contest whether these are universal from a cross-cultural point of view. But the main point is that that these are, these are basically, in the understanding of nonviolent communication, we are entirely motivated by these legitimate needs. This is what's at the basis of all, actually, they would say, actually all emotion as well. Emotions are there because we either meet or don't meet legitimate needs, right? So needs play a very strong role. And, and we have to understand them in this model as distinguished from strategies. Strategies are what we do to try to uh, meet our needs. Strategies, needs are always valid. Strategies are often highly unskillful, right? and can be really destructive, or they can be more skillful. So, someone who is an alcoholic may have a a very legitimate real need for peace, right? I wanna be peaceful. The strategy is to drink, which could be quite destructive, right? And you'll see how this plays a big role in empathy because we try to tune in in the need and in compassion. We try to tune in and say, that's a very legitimate need to find peace. And because normally we would focus and be, maybe be negative or judgmental towards the strategy, the unskillful strategy, but we don't tune into what the underlying need is. So this is going to play a crucial role in conflict work because a lot of times we'll have people doing unskillful strategies, including reactivity, unskillful speech, and all sorts of things. But there, the, the presumption is there's always a legitimate need even with your worst enemies. sorry to tell you that. Sometimes they're hard to discover. Uh, anyone else give an example of uh, maybe again, maybe we'll use the microphone. Anyone else give an example of uh, a legitimate need and an unskillful strategy? I had an an employee
1: who really, really wanted to be promoted, and that's you know uh, you know she wanted to advance her career, et cetera, but her strategy was to put down as many people around her and above her as possible okay. to make them all look bad so
0: what was the legitimate need? Maybe look at that sheet. promotion isn't in itself a need right that would be a, that would in itself be a strategy maybe security. Security would be a legitimate need. Money would be a means to an end. So we think of the strategy as a means to an end. And uh, the strategies, again, can be skillful or unskillful. The needs are always valid on this, on this understanding. And that's, again, where we can have compassion and empathy, even with people doing really unskillful things. It's not easy, right? Because we, we can be very judgmental towards that. So what would you think, The un- looking at this sheet, what would uh, would security be the... Well, really one of her big things was she didn't want to be told what to do. So, uh, so autonomy.
1: Maybe. So it, independence, freedom.
0: Autonomy, independence, and maybe also some security. And security. Yeah. So that would be, and then the unskillful strategy was to put everyone else down.
1: <laughs> as often as possible. As often
0: as possible, <laughs> right. Okay. Another example of a, a legitimate need and an unskillful strategy.
2: So I know that um, I, I had said I was going back to Israel and my um, I'm going back to Israel and my uh, sister-in-law has unresolved grief. Yeah, you know, and um, actually.
0: Maybe look at the sheet and see if you're going identify the need and the unskillful strategy. Well,
2: Well, empathy is the...
0: Um, Her need is for receiving empathy. Even. Okay, for receiving some empathy in relation to the grief. Mm-hmm. And what's the unskillful strategy?
2: Taking care of somebody. Uh,
0: how is that unskillful?
2: Um, well... A little...
0: Uh, have a, up to oh, you, up I'm, I'm
2: not sure, but I... <laughs> I have a tendency to do that with, because I'm a nurse and, you know, all my life I take care of people. You know? Maybe
0: related to what we were talking about earlier. In other words, I have a need to work with my own grief, but I don't attend to my own needs. I attend to other people's needs. hmm Okay. Um, yeah, so that, but with the idea that, does she have the idea, or would you have the idea that you're meeting your need for empathy by... Again, uh, again, we want to be try to be clear on the need here. Um, what would the need be in relation to the grief?
2: Um, I think it's um peace um
0: maybe peace or healing, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And does she think that she's finding peace and healing by helping others? Maybe. Yeah, because it sounds like it's maybe a little bit more your analysis that I'm hearing. And Mm -hmm. what we're looking for here is what the person, uh, what she herself would think of as, this is my, you know, this is what I'm doing to meet this need. Or maybe maybe not even that, but, you know, because actually the example I gave with the alcoholic, that isn't necessarily, there's not necessarily a... um, (coughs) sense of I'm drinking to find peace it's just happening right
2: oh, well I I have a feeling the unresolved grief has something to do with me um in
0: complete. Oh. I have
2: I have a feeling the unresolved grief
0: mm-hmm.
2: in s- I can help her you know and I'm feeling okay. that I, I can help her
0: um, yeah, yeah. Here, here. We we don't want to get too complex yeah, with the example because yeah. we're mostly just trying to get a clear sense of what uh, the difference between needs and strategies. So that may have been a little more too complex an example to
3: mm-hmm.
0: help help clarify so much. But, yeah. But it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We had Elaine. I think you had your hand up. Maybe it's, I'll just take one more because I want to want to move on. I had said uh, Elaine. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, a child, for example, is um, is 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 being naughty a lot.
0: Yeah. Acting out. Yeah. Causing
4: problems in the classroom. So, but the need might be uh, wanting a sense of belonging.
0: Yeah. Wanting but, to. But
4: but they're they're doing behavior yeah. that is not, yeah, yeah. not constructive at all.
0: Right. Right, and so yeah, so we could think of and what would be an example of someone who is uh, meeting a need skillfully? Maybe someone wants peace, and they come to a two-day retreat on working with conflict. That'd be extremely skillful, <laughs> right? Or. Another example of uh, you know, who are maybe wanting to have personal peace and understanding, and meditating, in certain sense, could be skillful. Uh, and and meditation, as we were talking about yesterday, could be used unskillfully as well. People can use meditation to avoid certain issues, right? So that can happen as well. Okay. Did you have a question? Uh, so. I'm, yeah what oh, sorry. I didn't have a question. okay, yeah so the key here is uh, we're, we're using this uh, to introduce the sense of positions or issues, positions and needs and what we try to do is try to get a sense of what the underlying need is. this is going to be almost like the secret for getting to the both end resolution right to really have a sense of what the underlying uh, legitimate need is again. I, I brought up the, you know, the, the multiple examples with unskillful strategy because that's where it's hardest. When someone is acting unskillfully, we just get so preoccupied by the unskillful action, speech that we it's hard to see the legitimate need. Right? That, that's that's quite hard for almost all of us. Right? Especially if someone's just yelling at us. Right? We can do this with kids. Right? So it's interesting. We can do that with kids. Uh, or, you know, maybe um, some other people, we, we see very unskillful action, but, you know, a parent is trained to tune in empathically, or not trained necessarily, but this is like the, the good work, is to tune in to the uh, actual feelings and needs no matter what the behavior is, right? And that's so, in a sense, we want to bring that capacity out to conflict work. Okay? So, um... Okay, let's do the exercise. And this is, again, we're gonna do, we're gonna have two rounds. And uh, let's break into groups of three right now and sit in proximity to each other, hopefully at the same level, either on the floor or in chairs. someone uh, someone went outside, I think, maybe to use the bathroom, but why don't you start as a group of two? Uh, we'll, let's see. Well, you're, oh, let's see. Let me have your attention. How many, uh, how many just have a group of two? Raise your hand. Uh, please, please, let's... Uh, let me let me do the organizing. How many people are there in a group of two? Just one, okay. And let's see. So you can join their group. And as someone just left the room, what it was right here? Okay, so it looks like we're fine. And uh, okay. So let's see. So, um Katie, I'm going to want to hand these out. This is very secret material. Okay. Um but first No, no. Okay. Decide for that we're going to do two exercises. For the first exercise, we want one person to be Jan, one person to be Harry. And uh we don't you know you can you know, just have your own name. It doesn't. The genders don't really matter, okay. And then we want one person to be a mediator. So decide, decide who will take, decide who will take what role, okay. Yeah. Then we're gonna. Uh, this this is Jan, and this is Harry, okay. And once you divide it in half, so just to save time, okay. Okay, let me have your, let me have your attention. Let me have your attention. Let's see. Uh, Will Jan raise your hand? Okay, it should be one Jan in every group. Okay, okay. Right. Jan raise a hand. has to be a Jan in every group. And this paper should not be shared with anyone else. This very secret information. Okay. Okay, and do all the Jans have a sheet? Okay, do all the Jans have a sheet? Okay, now, Harry, raise your hand. Okay, Uh, raise your hand if you're Harry and you don't have a sheet. And keep this information highly secret. This is not to be sold to a Chronicle reporter. <laughs> okay. okay, everyone, do Jan and Harry uh, have sheets? Okay, next step is read them over. Read over the description of the conflict and then read over your, read over the facts, your, your own personal information. Nothing for the mediator. When you look at uh, Jan's interest or Harry's interest, this really fits in the category of needs. Okay, Get a sense of what the underlying need is. Okay, everyone, people, have, have people read the information? Ready to go? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, form yourself, make sure you're kind of in a circle. In fact, uh, basically, one way to do this would be to have Jan and Harry face each other and have the mediator sort of in the middle. Okay? Okay? And uh, the mediator is going to sort of uh, hold court, okay? And your interest, your interest says, now, this is role play. Jan, you play your role. You know what you want. Uh, you can share some of this more personal information as you see fit. You know, you, your role is just to play Jan, not your your role is not to say I'm Jan, but I'm looking for the both-and resolution. <laughs> okay, and the the role of the of um, Harry is also to play Harry. You can reveal pieces of the information in the role play. You don't have to keep that's not intended to be secret. Okay, uh, you can do that as you see if you Try to be realistic. The mediator, your role is to try to see if you can move. This towards a both end resolution, so it's hard. So you could you could actually be there, and you know you've been invited since this is you know, some of you maybe are in locales where you have neighborhood dispute resolution uh, services. I know they have those in San Francisco. They have those in the East Bay, right? And so you, as a mediator, you are a uh, highly trained. <laughs> volunteer mediator, okay? And and you've been summoned because this neighbor dispute is getting a little bit out of hand and they wanted some help, right? Kind of to avoid suing. So you could ask, uh, um, one way to proceed would be you as a mediator to ask, Jan, can you tell your story? Uh, Harry, could you tell your story? And then you can go from there as a mediator, say, and see, you don't know some of the hidden information, okay? But some of it will come out. And see if you can have your eyes on meeting the deeper needs of both creatively in some new solution. Okay? Is that clear enough? Okay, do you want to set your intention? For Jan, be Jan. <laughs> Harry, be Harry. And, the, and the, again, the work is going to be for, especially for the mediator to try to uh, tune in. Again, think of the key is going to be sensing the deep legitimate needs of both sides. Is there a resolution? Okay. And so we're going to have, let's say, about, we'll uh, take about eight minutes for this. Okay. And uh, stay in the role play. And, okay, set your intention. Yeah. You're supposed to be, uh, yeah, it's a good question. As Jan and Harry, uh, just don't add anything beyond the information. In other words, it's not helpful in this to be overtly, you know, overly obnoxious, <laughs> right? It's basically be, be you know, let's say that, you know, let's say that basically you're, you're you you want to have good neighborly relationships. And yet you do you know you know from looking at your own sheets that there is important personal interest that you have. you would like to be you would like to be a good neighbor, but you don't want to do it at the expense of your own needs that's the way to say it so you you have some openness to not getting your own way, only your own way okay is that enough, Tim? okay, thank you for the question that was helpful, okay, so set your intention just to you know basically be. As Jen or Harry, be a pretty good neighbor, interested in good relationships, but having this strong interest related to the tree. Okay. Okay.
3: You did I'm oh, sorry I didn't
0: Just a little bit of a, a pause. Just a little bit of a pause. Just the the mediator can be active. Your interest is to get at the underlying needs. So you can ask questions and be active, okay? So not to be just passive and let them just keep on talking all the time. Right? You can be active to try to get a sense. Your goal is going to be to try to get a sense of the underlying needs out of that might come your suggestion for something that meets the needs of both okay so
3: you with oh, a man no But I didn't think about that one. Yeah, I was like, maybe should dig it up and move and tree, but then That's
5: the
6: bush went softer. Or like taking a photo of it to maintain the memory, but then getting rid of the tree, because in this
5: personal information, it doesn't mention that
4: it's important, it but not as important. Right. The reason no. I brought it up oh, yeah. is yeah. in Yes. And we also have some
3: teachers. Does it say, if you want to see the series? I just don't look here. in your yours is the secondary
4: yeah, for me as, long as the small enough to wear.
0: take about another take about another minute or so to finish up So um, finish up. Stay in your group because we'll do one other exercise. So stay in your group. Uh, thank your partners. You can uh, come back to your normal personality. If you want to shake out Jan or Harry, you can, you can do that. And let's use... Um, how many, how many um, groups seem to come up with a potential way to meet the needs of both parties? Okay. How many people were maybe on the way there but didn't quite get there? Yeah. Okay. Great. Anyone, anyone want to share what you experienced? And again, we'll, we'll use the mic. Anyone want to share? Uh, maybe especially from the point of view, how many people had pretty skilled mediators involved? Yeah, <laughs> very good. Anyone want to share something of what you, maybe especially maybe a mediator, speak about what you experienced and how how you worked with things? Anyone like to share? Okay, Elaine, yeah. Yeah, thanks.
4: I actually um, kind of volunteered for the mediation position because as soon as you did... As soon as you um, gave the handout, I had already scoped it, read it, <laughs> had a strong opinion, and, uh, and, and knew that uh, mediation work is important for me. Uh, but with the... Um, so it was nice to really drop into a position of objectivity mm-hmm. and um, focus on that and... Um, did you just want me to share... A little how, closer to you. Must. Did you want me to share how we solved it? Yeah, maybe it?
0: some of the content of the resolution.
4: So, um, you and know, making sure to be courteous with the, the folks and starting out in a really positive energetic of thanking them for being willing to come to mediation and how positive that was, trying to make a connection between them in that way, in a positive way, um, encouraging them each to share the story as you suggested, and uh, the resolution, which we felt was a, and, but, you know, and, whatever, win-win, was netting the tree. Mm-hmm. Netting the tree. And Harry would pay for the netting mm-hmm. of, Harry would pay for the netting of the tree, and Harry would also be involved in helping harvest it. And if there were concerns during those particular period of time, while the harvesting was going on, that Jan's little boy would be indoors or not there during that day, and mm-hmm. in, in the in the concern of if there were cherries that dropped, making sure to pick up all the
0: cherries. Well, well, So, so again, the process would be again. This was helped with the handouts, but what came out were you know seemed like according to the handout, there were like two core needs from each party, right? and could there be a resolution that met those as it were four needs right and you know there may be sub needs that aren't all in there about the expenses or whatever that there was some negotiation on that yeah and how was it to have as a mediator was were your was your awareness sort of tuned into the underlying needs
4: yes um right away when i chose to be the mediator i mean and even when i was thinking about this you know, right away I was trying to think, what might be going on? My initial reading and sort of feeling, because I love trees and cherries, and gee, Jan seems uptight, although Harry seemed unreasonable with the suing. <laughs> right away, though, <laughs> right away, though I, I thought about, I think there must be something going on with Jan. Maybe it relates to her child, that yeah. he could be choking on the pits or something. So right away I was able to kind of drop into some thinking of empathy or what's ha- really happening with these two people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, great. Great. Maybe, uh, please, uh, we're doing a little workout for you.
5: (laughs) Area where we didn't get yet, but that I... And they were very calm. They were both very calm, which felt like that would not be happening in real life, and... (laughs) We've been involved in some neighbor disputes, so I know how hard they are. And uh, but I was thinking a lot about the latter, and yeah. we didn't get to that yet. But had it been more heated, that's where I would have wanted to go. Which was, you know, like I had written down some questions for them, like how has you know what are some things that have gone on between you two in the past? Like I, I didn't know if maybe there were other disputes and emotions that had come up where one perhaps was always feeling like the other was winning, or you know yeah. that they weren't getting. Um, their way, or that somebody was always trying to... Like, they weren't having the control in a situation, and maybe that's something that's happened in the past that we don't know about yet. So so I was just thinking about the connection of the ladder model, which I also really like, to this. Yeah,
0: yeah. and did you come up with a resolution?
5: Uh, The one we were getting towards, we didn't quite finish, but was that we uh, would actually go ahead and cut down the tree um, (laughs) and plant a a, a new tree that would be, uh, you know, of that would make Jan happy, and then Harry's bush could be protected with, with an umbrella of some kind yeah. until the tree next door grew big enough to provide the shade. Um, yeah. And I was thinking that we could also plant a cherry tree in your yard if you really wanted one that badly, but we didn't get to that yet.
0: <laughs> right, so great. So I love the, that the fact that there are different solutions, right? And again, maybe two points to bring out of that was that uh, our number one that there often can be uh, material in the past, and related to that there's often a lot that we don't know, and this is true even just in simple interpersonal relationships and how to keep that in mind right because we get often so fixated on the positions right, and this is where the you know the quality of empathy listening maybe also a sense maybe even of not knowing because we again with conflicts, we tend to get into. Gotta do this, I know this is right. And so how do we relax that? Not so easy, right? All right. So maybe one more? Okay, please. And
6: Yeah, so people were fairly, I would say, fairly calm. But there was there was some role play with heated moments. Um, I think what was useful was to try to identify the emotional need very early yeah. and to also for both parties and, and to also try to stay low on the ladder. Mm-hmm. So to not uh, impose my own value system early on in terms of what I thought should happen. Um, in terms of our solution, it was kind of similar, not identical to yours. But um, we were going to have a teenager come and, you know, collect the you know the the cherries and pay them you know something and also we were going to i have little kids so i thought about like you know pruning it so that the the branches wouldn't you know the low branches would would not um, affect the little boy. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing was to do a trial period. So we wanted to presume that Harry was going to be on the up and up and, you know, help with the maintenance. But we knew that that could actually drift. And people say things in mediation, they don't always follow through. So we yeah. were going to do a trial period to be fair. Yeah. But we didn't chop down on the tree.
0: Well, we should certify people as, <laughs> <laughs> as mediators, right? I, I don't have that power, but uh, that's very good. Right, so it'd be so we're going to do one other scenario. Okay, ready? So stay in the same groups. You can look at your your sheet, and uh, we're going to have other two further sheets with uh, secret information to pass out. This is the scenario called burning the midnight oil. And here again, hold on one sec. Don't don't look quite yet. So here's. Here's the uh, the practical plan. Uh, let's see. We here we have. Uh, let's see. Um, not quite. Not quite yet. Not not quite yet. No. Um, here's where. Here's the. Let me have your attention. Here's the practical plan. Okay. Can everyone pay attention just for a moment? Um, Let's see. The we have three three figures again. We have Gene Hardy and the mediator. Okay, and we'll have the one who was um, previously the mediator becomes Gene. Okay, the one who was Jan becomes Hardy, and the one who is who previously was Harry becomes the mediator. Okay, so we're just kind of rotating around. So, again, raise your hand if you're the mediator. Okay. We should have one in each group. Okay. Raise your hand if you're the mediator. Do you know who is the mediator in that group? Okay. And then, okay, now now we'll hand out the sheets. Raise your hand if you're Jean. Okay. And, and take a sheet uh, we'll give a sheet out to all the genes. yeah lane can help uh carry the, hand those out way, you
6: were saying you didn't the
3: name
0: okay Raise your hand if you're Jean. Okay. Now raise your hand if you're hardy. If you don't have a sheet. Okay. And move your chairs so that Gene and Hardy are facing each other and the mediator is in the middle. So rotate your positions physically as well. Troy, do you need to... Are you, you're not the mediator anymore, right? Right, so move your chair so you're facing David. Okay. So again, uh, read over the sheets and your special information. Huh? Not yet. Read over the sheets, read over the general description and then the special information for Gene and Hardy. The mediator doesn't have that. Okay? And again for, okay, well, yeah, I'll just read it over now. Okay, and so again, we'll have a mediator who will try to get a sense of the deeper needs of the two people. For the two people, you want to, again, not be overly, uh, what, tight or obnoxious, but, you know, and you, know, let, you, know, you can let your, the information that's a little more secret come out as you see fit, uh, not to hide that necessarily. And the mediator will will try to get a sense of a way to resolve this, okay? Okay, so we'll do it pretty much like the last one. So any questions before we get going? And last time we took, actually I said eight minutes. We took about 10 minutes. And that, I think that was, so you have a sense of the exercise. You can, you know, the mediator can again say, I'm glad you agreed to talk. We understand there's a little bit of a conflict and let's just talk this out with it, okay? So... Set your intention, and I'll ring the bell to start in about 10 seconds. Set your intentions for playing each of the roles, for being the mediator. Okay.
3: Thank you. Daily, like, to be a choice, so, yeah, minutes, and they essentially and not
5: summarize what I'm hearing, that your personal relationships outside of work
0: Just a, a little pause. Uh, about three, about three minutes left. If you're the mediator, uh, you can. If you haven't been doing so much, you can accelerate that now. If you're the mediator. let's uh, let's finish up how many groups are pretty much at, at finishing okay very good so finish up and thank your partners and let's stay let's stay for the moment in the groups and just uh, share again uh, any, particularly uh, maybe a mediator could share how you experienced that, and some about the content, uh, where you went with the resolution. Okay. And how many how many groups seem to come to towards some resolution, meeting both needs? Yeah. How many people? How many groups had um, fairly skilled mediator? Yeah, very good. <laughs> okay, very good. So again, I wish I could offer a certificate, but okay, please. Yeah.
1: So I feel like the challenge with this type of simulation is that there's probably a lot of background experience that these yeah. people have had in terms of like working with each other. Yeah. And different emotions that they're bringing to the situation that when you're just looking at as a problem, like on paper, it's easy for everybody to be in one's mind and sort of like reflect that, you know what? Our priorities are aligned and we're both motivated because we've got similar priorities and values. And so we're going to figure out a solution as compared to like in real life, like, you might sort of feel like my boss takes advantage of me all the time. Like what has she been doing for like the past week? We've just been dicking around and procrastinating and now all of a sudden her crisis becomes like my crisis and she Mm -hmm. wants me to, you know, turn around my life. Like, and I'm just really tired of her poor time management, Yeah. like, you know, and just how ineffective she is as like a team leader.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think it's a good point. Uh really kind of two aspects to it. One is that yeah, the, one of the things that we're seeing here is that uh often in conflicts a lot of information is not known. And it helps to know and al- also we don't necessarily know the past. And there are a lot of and thing and maybe thirdly one way to summarize where you're going is things are messy. Right? And so Uh, That being said, uh, as much as you can hone in and focus on the needs, it can have a way of cutting through the messiness. If you really get to a vital need, even if there's, uh, you know, someone did something that really still rankles me, um, the identification of of the core underlying needs can really go a long way and be very helpful. So, we don't necessarily need to have the full histories to have something be very significant. You know, uh, I mean, again, there could be sort of the optimal solution would be to have uh, people in the organization who are well-trained in mindfulness and emotional intelligence and could totally resolve their issues and work through all the stuff in the past and just be a marvelously fluent organization with wonderful people. Um, that's not usually an option. Right? And so how do we, how do, we do our best and really focus on the, on the core needs? So I think, I think your point's well taken. And it really is a question of when does that other stuff get in the way? You know, when do we need to bring it to the surface? So there could be an, un, you know, an underlying need that's big, that wasn't mentioned. That's related to the past. That we want to surface, but a lot of the details we can let go. But I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a helpful point. Yeah. Uh, Nancy.
7: Yeah. Well, in in our group here, as the mediator, I was looking at um, cooperation and communication because they were both. One was on Jan was on her or Jean was on her side of the of the issue, and Hardy was on the his side yeah. and he had told her about it before and I'm assuming I know nothing about any of these interpersonal relationships I don't really know, so I was trying to get them to communicate, and it didn't have to be face to face in person necessarily if one had a previous engagement. And to have consideration for each other, to have a little empathy one for the other, and they have different styles in which they want to work. And that their focus in achieving this report was the mutuality, that it was beneficial to both of them mm-hmm. to find a way to cooperate yeah. and communicate.
0: Yeah.
7: Yeah, and what was the resolution? Well, that that if... Um, we had multiple, but multiple. One, of them was, one, one of
0: them was flexibility in ways of one communicating. One of them was didn't that to be at the Jean together. was willing to work yeah.
7: late. She wanted to work late till midnight, but Hardy didn't want to. Yeah. And I said, well, you could communicate by not being at the office. You could do it over the phone yeah. or over Skype yeah. at maybe 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock after this family commitment was over.
3: Yeah.
7: And that if you get a, uh, an outline of the of the points you want to make, you could both go in in the morning at nine o'clock, and put the project together before the, it was going to be reviewed at three by the head honcho or whatever right. the guy you had to turn it into.
0: Right. So the more general point is the, really the importance, especially for the mediating role of creativity, because again, in so many of the conflicts, things get very fixed. And there's almost like a loss of creativity, right? Loss of imagination, failure of imagination in so many conflicts, you know, political, international, whatever. And so the creativity just to say, we can do the work, but we don't have to be in the same place, <sighs> right? What What's sometimes technically called a brilliant insight into the totally obvious. <laughs> it's uh, good. Maybe one more, and then we'll, then we'll move towards... Uh, Lunchtime. Okay, on the side here.
1: I had a, I had a question. Um, you mentioned several times about not knowing all the facts, yeah. um, which is which is which is clear. And um, I can think of two conflicts that are current. And um, and you're right. I don't know all the facts. Um, yeah. How do you how do you find out more of the facts? Uh, I mean, or do you ever find out more of the facts? Um, uh, I mean, if if you could find out where the other person, more of the information from the other person, and and share your information, then the whole thing gets a lot easier. But but getting to that level of communication is a little tough.
0: Yeah. So this this is where we would want to uh, get enough information to get at the core needs, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't need all the details, but we'd, again, this is where some some kind of uh, dialogue, empathic listening gives room for each of, in this case, each of the two parties to disclose what's important. And so, again, the conditions of that communication would have to be such that the person feels safe enough to disclose things which may have aspects of being painful, right? So we're not going to get all the information, but we are one to trust, and a skillful mediator would would have a, have a way of bringing out things that are relevant, right? What what's relevant in terms of the core needs, right? So because often a lot of this, if one's in an actual you know, having myself personally done a number of mediations, they're they're time limited, right? everyone agrees to be there for 2 hours, right? You got 2 hours. And it it takes some time, right? It takes some time to uh get there. So, you're not going to get everything, but you want to get enough to have, you know, uh you know, one very good way of doing it is just to uh you know, you know, in a dispute to uh have each person if there're two persons um, you know, have Ten minutes to speak, uh, and the invitation would be, can you know, to really speak from your own experience, without as much as possible, without language that's judgmental, blaming of the other ends, which not always easy, right? So can but to talk out of one's own experience, you know, um, and that in itself can use some guidance. You know, how do I, how do I speak in a way? In which I refer to my own experience and don't make all sorts of evaluations, interpretations, of the others. So, ideally, the you know people would be able to go there. It's not always so easy, but um, you know, in what I've done, people, you know, I've all the mediations I've done have been within the larger sort of spirit rock meditation, other meditation center worlds, and people have had that capacity. But that's an important one because otherwise if people go into evaluations and interpretations, then you have to deal with people getting triggered on the spot, right? Which is, adds complexity. So a media, typically a mediator would have a few ground rules, such as trying to avoid uh, interpretive and evaluative language in relation to the other. It's not always easy. Yeah. Okay, we're... Um, We're at the time for lunch. I hope this was helpful. I think not everyone likes role plays. Probably when I said role plays yesterday, how many people cringed a little bit? Okay. I think think that happens. But how how many people who cringed yesterday actually kind of enjoyed them? Okay. Very good. So... um, So we can, I think it's good to have lunch now, just to kind of, we're following more or less the same schedule as yesterday. So let's come back at uh, 2.10. And did that format work well yesterday of having, we've had a lot of stuff happening, have the first half in silence, second half optional talking? Does that work? So would be to ring a bell. Did, did you ring the bell last time? One forty five, one bell. Second bell would be at 2 o'clock. That would mean 10 minutes until we start again. Okay? Thanks. Obrigado.